You're listening to Get the Skinny with your hosts, Brian Kilby and John DeLuna. This is Get the Skinny. I am Brian Kilby, joined as always by the man, the myth, the legend, John DeLuna. At that John D everywhere. John, how's it going? Uh, Good. Uh, Brian, how are you tonight? Uh, Not bad. Not bad. Okay. but unlike most weeks, we actually mm-hmm. have a guest this week. Yay! Who is it? Jason Kirk. The Hello. Jason Kirk. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Get the Skinny. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure. When it, I, I like it when I get to appear on my favorite podcasts. Well, we oh. like it when you get to appear on our podcasts. Well, good. Makes my day. do it a lot lately. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jason, how are you this evening? I asked Brian. I should ask you. How are you? I am doing absolutely great. Man, Brian, Jason is like riding a high that you and I are chasing. We got to invite him over more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Actually, uh, he's doing really well on his diet, one that I sort of lambasted a little bit, but mm. I, I, I want to talk to him about it. Okay, let's do but, it. Let's uh, get into it. Or do, you, or do you have other things before that? Well, I was going to give a, a meat smoking update. Oh, please. Smoke yes, more. please. So I smoked more chicken last week. Uh, it was amazing. I bought, um, so I like white meat for the most part, except when it's smoked, then I am dark, dark meat all the way. Hmm. Uh, so instead of the the time before last, I actually used my, uh, big green egg equivalent. This time I used my, uh, more conventional smoker and, uh, where I can keep adding wood to it as I go. And I hmm. bought some, uh, large chunks of hickory and oh my God. It was so good. Mm. I don't know that I need to eat anything else ever again other than smoked chicken. <laughs> it's so healthy and so delicious. Uh, maybe mix in a multivitamin here and there. Actually, so about that, I've been, did I tell you that I've started taking um, Flintstones chewable multivitamins? Possibly. That sounds familiar, but go on. So basically the difference between what's in a children's multivitamin and an adult is not that different. And it's much closer to what an adult might actually need than, say, not taking a multivitamin at all. At all. I mean, realistically, people don't need multivitamins because you're supposed to be able to get all your nutrition from your food. But if you're eating a restricted diet, hey, why not? So, uh, But I've been taking the Walmart knockoff of Flintstones chewables, and alongside um, a vitamin D3 supplement, which is actually prescribed by my doctor, and I really enjoy taking those. They're delicious. Not, I mean, not really delicious, but um, they are uh, nostalgically delicious. So uh, are the knockoffs shaped like anything? Are they Dinosaurs. Like, okay. Not Sam Walton. Not Sam Walton, no. <laughs> no. It's a shame. Missed opportunity. But they're good. I like them. Oh, okay. All right. Delicious. Um, I have a quick hit, as I'm prone to do, uh, for you guys. Let me see. I've got a couple of uh, tasty little morsels to fill in between the, uh, the stories that uh, our, pad- our podcast is famous for. Uh, one, real quick, I found this interesting. In food business news, the uh, Wall Street Journal reports that uh, Chipotle will name the Taco Bell CEO as chief of Chipotle. So the CEO of Taco Bell is leaving. His name is Brian Nickel. He's leaving Taco Bell for Chipotle in, in a quest to uh, 
to save Chipotle. I thought that was interesting. So they uh, Chipotle figured poaching the CEO of Taco Bell is the answer, I guess, to all their ills. So this is interesting to me because we talk about business stuff a lot, you, you and I specifically, mm-hmm. on and off microphone. So I think now that you no longer work there, I can just sort of mention that a company that you used to work for, yeah, they the CEO at one time came from Apple. Yes. And you could almost view that as a downgrade, sort of, because one, it wasn't his space, and two, he was leaving the most valuable company in the world to go yeah. work for that specific company. That seems like the case here. Why on earth would the Taco Bell CEO leave for Chipotle? Well, I think, I think honestly, I think at this level, um, uh, money is has been taken care of. Like fi- the fi- their financial security for the next few generations is probably. Uh, done and packed away and now it's just ego and ambition and um the idea of turning a ship around like marissa meyer at yahoo yes yeah it's the idea that i can i can fix it it takes over because that's um really all that's left i suppose and and uh, those people tend to be um not transient is too strong of a word, but they, they tend to have like intense visions and be intense people and kind of wear out their welcome pretty burnout. They burn out pretty fast or frankly, they probably get bored. They probably get bored thinking like I've executed as much of my vision at this company as possible. Now I'm just kind of filling a seat. And so he's looking at this as like the grand turnaround. So he can, he'll have his own all new set of uh, plans and a vision for Chipotle and they introduced queso in the last like year or so, so they're they're already becoming more and more like Taco Bell. So who knows what uh, what lies around the corner? I still prefer Taco Bell to Chipotle. I can't yeah. help it. Yeah, Jason, you agree? Uh, I think so. I mean, I see this as I think a lot of what you said about you know money set. I'm sure. I'm sure you're not the you know that high up in Taco Bell, and you're not compensated for it. <laughs> uh-huh. But I can just picture him like you know all the buzz right now. You know, you're seeing a lot of Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. He wants mm. to be the one on the cover of a mag of you know some Fortune magazine with his arms crossed and the, with the headline of "This man saved um, um, Chipotle. Chipotle." Yeah, that's right. And, yeah, and it, ego challenge, either one probably works. But yeah, I can totally see that. Like he just wants to see he wants to be the guy who turned around turned it around. They need yeah, to bring the sure. Dorito Locos taco to Chipotle, <laughs> to Chipotle, and I think that'll do it. There you go. The hipsters will love it. Um, Oh, by the way, uh, a food hack for you guys, a life hack. I don't know if you realize this, but apparently since McDonald's started doing all-day breakfasts two or three years ago at this point. Oh, yeah, which we covered at the time. If you weren't aware of this, you can request egg to be added to any sandwich, and they'll do it for you. Really? Yes. Mm. So you can throw an egg on top of a Big Mac, a Quarter Pounder, a McChicken, anything you want, a filet fish anything you want. Now that they do breakfast all day, they can... um, they can humor you and throw the um, the white hockey puck version of the eggs that they have, not the not the yellow folded over version of the eggs. It's the white hockey puck version. They can put that on any sandwich. Did I mention going to get Wendy's breakfast recently on the show? I don't by think chance? so. So uh, I went and got I got a biscuit and which I like, ate one bite of. It was disgusting. <laughs> okay. But I also got a breakfast burger. And it came on a brioche bun. It was basically a t- it was basically a slider. It's effectively what it was, but it had egg on it, and it was delicious. Huh? I, I love like so. Our friend Hoop lives in Decatur, Georgia. In Decatur is this uh, 
totally gentrified little town in mm-hmm. Georgia that is full of hipsters. Hmm. And I it had one of the best burgers that I've ever had there. And it had egg on it. It's the first time I ha- ever had egg on a burger, which was like 12 years ago. And it is one of my favorite burger toppings, period. It's awesome. I've never had it at McDonald's, but I will over the next week. Uh, Jason, I'm guessing uh, a burger with egg is not officially on your diet plan? Uh, take away the bun, and sure. Ooh. That would work. Actually, a burger with an egg, yeah. sans any kind of bread or anything, would absolutely be on the plan. Awesome. Brian, are you ready to hear more about Jason's diet? Absolutely. So, Jason, uh, we've, we did a story a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, about some of the healthier and, healthy and least healthy diets. And I forgot. I think it was... Uh, it was either U.S. News and World Report. I think it was U.S. World News and World Report that did the story. Uh, might have been Consumer Reports, but they listed keto as the least healthy and least sustainable diet. Get that's what you're doing. You're <laughs> you're sticking with it, yes. and you've lost weight. So how's it going? How much weight have you lost? And what are some of your challenges that you've had with this? Okay, uh, first it is going fantastic. And there's, there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, first of all, a lot of planning ahead, and I give all the credit in the world to my, to my girlfriend for this. She has the next three weeks of all of our meals planned out, which makes her grocery shopping much easier. Um, and that's easy to do if you use the right resources and stuff. Now, do you prepare the meals up front, then freeze them, or how does that work? Mostly, I like breakfast. Now, I'll, spoilers for what I'll say later, I don't even eat breakfast anymore. I'm not hungry in the morning. Oh, no. I don't that's, eat. Uh-oh. Well... We'll, we'll get there. <laughs> Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> Wait for it. Um, uh, so breakfast foods will be prepared ahead of time, and that could be anything from a hard-boiled egg to uh, she made these. They're called fat bombs, where it was egg with bacon. That's and, what I was called in high school. <laughs> I could still be called that today, unfortunately. Um, egg, bacon, feta cheese, and spinach, and like a little, you know, uh, they were made in like muffin tins and stuff, and those were delicious. Um so breakfast stuff, lunches usually prepared. Um, we're starting to switch to like salads for lunch because we're trying to get a little more. We're trying to introduce some more nutrient or I'm sorry, nutrient dense foods in. So like dark leafy greens, stuff like uh, avocado is just filled with all kinds of great nutrients. Oh yeah, um, and more potassium than a banana, which a lot of people really yes, which is good because potassium. Deficit is definitely something that can happen on keto. I've always been partial pota- uh, to potassium. I think it's the whole K last name thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> that has to be it. Um, and then you asked, I have lost, this is day 24. I am down 25 pounds. Heck yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. Excellent. So do you, how, how long do you see yourself eating this diet? Uh, it's okay. <laughs> uh, this is no longer a diet for me. This is my lifestyle. Because I true, I feel amazing. Hmm. The Jason that started this year, you know, obviously when you have weight issues, and mm-hmm. yeah, I'll be very, I'll be very blunt. Five foot seven, three hundred and fifty pounds. That's pretty heavy. That's a lot of stress on your body. Mm-hmm. A ton of stress on your body. Bad knees, everything. The way I feel now compared to that is night and day. Just amazing. You know, I'm not tired throughout the day. Cause I don't have those sugar crashes. Cause I don't, my, my fuel is no longer sugar. It's fat. Um, and just the fact that I'm not quite to the point because when you lose so much weight, eventually, you know, you can feel it like you feel skinnier. 
Um, given how big I was, 25 pounds isn't quite doing that for me yet, but I can tell that maybe another 10, maybe 20 pounds. I'm Have you dropped really, a pant size or two yet? Yes. But because I wear because I was so big, I wore suspenders. I'm still wearing my bigger pants because I don't quite fit into the pants I had before I bought this pair <laughs> or these pairs. Not like I wear one pair of pants every day. You're like Homer Simpson. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> if I could wear the same outfit every day, I'd do it. I've been um, thinking about doing that, honestly. No joke. <laughs> yep. So the suspenders help keep the pants up. But if it wasn't for those, if I was using a belt, I would have had to buy like probably two different pairs of pants already because 25 nice. pounds in 24 days. That's a lot. It's pretty yeah. quick, especially with your. But I think another ten pounds now easily fit into the size I had before. And sure. shirts, shirts are starting to feel be- fit better, which is great because I have all these, I have all these transformer shirts I can't wear because they're like two sizes smaller than what I am right now, and I look ridiculous in them. So, yeah, that's that's amazing, and that's a little fast. Um, so, do you have you been tracking like what your? Um, muscle versus fat masses or are you just counting pounds i would be i have a scale that's supposed to track your fat but for some reason it 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 broke at some point it gives me the my weight fine but it will not find my body fat anymore so i'm thinking about i had one years ago and i never really cared much for it so i donated it Mm -hmm. um i found that anchor one of my favorite brands uh of electronics uh actually has a scale that will tell you your uh, body makeup, whether how much, what your body fat, what your uh, lean muscle mass is, um, and what your BMI is. I'm thinking about picking that up. And um, Anchor, it shouldn't. It's probably not that expensive either. It's fifty bucks, so oh. it's great. It's great price. Is it? Is it? Does it connect? Is it Bluetooth? Like connect yes. to your phone? Yeah. Oh. Like the Fitbit equivalent, it was is like a hundred and twenty or hundred and thirty bucks. So. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm super excited. I, 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 I'm going to pick that up probably this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the Withings, now Nokia, I think they bought Nokia, or Nokia bought Withings. Their scale was down to like 60 bucks a couple weeks ago. I almost jumped on that, but Anchor, you're right. Anchor actually is a really good brand for what they do. So that's I'd probably consider getting that one. So, so one concern that I have with losing weight so fast, uh, years ago, uh, and I talk about this all the time, of course. Of course, it's a weight loss show and a <laughs> fitness show. Um, when I lost like 200 pounds in six months, I lost so much muscle mass that I frequently injured myself just working out because I didn't have the muscle mass to support, um, what I was trying to do. Have you found that, um, yes, you're lighter, but have you found yourself getting injured more frequently or is it just, uh, so far so good? Uh, no, it's more so far so good. Now, uh, you know, hey, I'll be perfectly honest. A big part of that could be that when you lose 25 pounds, you're a lot more mobile. So maybe I'm not getting as hurt as much because, you know, walking doesn't hurt my lower body as much. So that's perfectly feasible. But So we, we've had the conversation actually recently that when you carry so much weight, you have to carry a lot of muscle to mm-hmm. carry that weight. Right. And so you have a lot of fat to lose, but you also have a lot of muscle to lose. Absolutely. Now, here's one of the nice things about keto. Uh you do need to get protein on keto, which obviously isn't hard. You're eating quite a bit of meat, fat and meat and stuff. But, and this is pretty much a, a loose rule that uh, I found uh, ever since I started. Uh, the most important thing with keto is you definitely want to hit your protein. So whatever your protein is, whatever your macros is, and there's ways to, there's ways to, you know, figure that out. There's the Reddit, the keto Reddit is a fantastic 
um, uh, resource for anything like that. And you can actually, you know, put in all your information and you know, it'll tell you, hey, for if you're, you know, this weight, you want to lose, you want to maintain, you want to gain. Here's what your fat, your your protein and your carbs should be. And, you know, if you, you are supposed to of the three goals, even though keto is known as like the fat diet of your three goals, protein is the one you should hit every day. So you're definitely getting the required protein. How much protein are you trying to get in the day? Actually, a good thing I had that up here. I am supposed to get 144 grams of protein. That's easy. Yeah, it's really not that hard. Um, I mean, I'm, heck, I'm, generally speaking, I aim for like 250, just like because I like protein. So yeah. that, that's that's easy. That That's cake. Yeah, and uh, just so it's out there, uh, 156 grams of fat and always want to stay. They say stay below 50 carbs to keep yourself in ketosis. They recommend you stay below 25, which once you're used to it is not a problem. I've only gone over that once in four, in almost four weeks now. So do they talk about relapse on this subreddit? Because that's what I've heard is a big challenge with keto. I think the cha- I think the reason why that is a challenge is because, again, you really have to prepare for this diet. Like those three weeks that my girlfriend has written down a piece of paper are huge for us because our shopping is all set. We know what we're doing. And I there's lots of success stories on the Reddit, some very impressive ones. And you do see the people post is like, well, I tried keto three times, this and that. And but they never say it just didn't work. You know, they always say it worked. But again, I mean, you you have to put the time into this because you think of it. Walk into any grocery store. You're seeing a lot of, you know, all this, all the processed foods and stuff. All the aisles, all they have crackers, they have cookies. It's so much easier to buy that stuff than to go buy the steak and make sure you're cooking it. Make sure you're picking out, uh, you know, dark leafy greens because not everyone likes those. I like them more now because I, re- you know, pretty much that's how I count on getting carbs through them because fruit has too many carbs. They'll put you over 25 grams of carbs real fast. So it's always easier to pick up the Doritos and the Oreos. So if you're not prepared, I think it's very easy to relapse into that. And keep in mind, you know, Oreo, Doritos, these companies, they have scientists making these foods taste good enough that you want to keep eating them. Like, it's not an accident that you pick up a bag of Lay's and you don't eat one Lay. <laughs> they want you to eat the whole bag. So, I mean, with that being said, the farmer who grew the spinach wants you to eat more than one leaf of spinach, too. Oh, absolutely. So. But if you eat more than one leaf of spinach, you're in much better shape than if you eat the whole that's, bag of Oreos. That's, that's true. Which I've done on many occasions, unfortunately. So... Give me an example of like what you would normally eat in say a week. Um, I'm I'm really more curious about uh, yeah a lot of fat, a lot of protein, few carbs, but like to me I th- I almost think I would go crazy doing that. So like give me an example of like what lunch looks like for a week. Okay, well we're gonna like I said we're gonna start moving more into like salads. And again when you're not all that hungry all the time, you know, a salad with a little chicken on it or even a chef salad with like some ham or turkey on it, something like that. That's no problem. Uh, a lot of times our lunch ends up being our dinner from the night before. Uh, for instance, uh, my girlfriend likes making uh, stuff with spaghetti squash. Now there are some carbs in there, but if you have just a serving, you're fine. It doesn't get you anywhere close to, you know, being over for your car- carb limit. And you've got plenty of meat and stuff in there like that. So that's good. Um, for the first week, I almost exclusively had for lunch. And I actually sent you a picture of this. So I'm not even sure if you remember, because this is way back when I started, you know, all those four weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's basically, it's supposed to be a BLT wrap, 
but there was so much stuff in it that it ended up being just a boat. I remember. So, yeah, so it's it's three it's three pieces of lettuce, and you can always add more lettuce. That's not a big deal. Uh, chicken, grilled chicken, uh, cheese. There were cherry tomatoes, which if you have a serving of cherry tomatoes, that's fine. You're not going to go over. I think total, it's maybe uh, maybe five carbs. And the other thing with this is when you calculate your carbs, when you you take your carbs and you can actually deduct any fiber because fiber doesn't stick. Yeah. It goes right through you. Which you don't digest it. Right, exactly. So if you have something that's 10 carbs, but it's six carbs of fiber, you've got four net carbs. So you're actually in really good shape. Um, and then there was, we put, there's a bunch of cheese on there and mayonnaise. And that's not thing, Miracle Whip. No, not Miracle Whip. God, not Miracle Whip. <laughs> and that thing, it was delicious and it filled me. And that was probably the biggest thing that got me started. And, you know, um, I th- we do need to start working in some more veggies. I do, I do honestly think that because uh, we focus so much on, okay, here's the recipe for what we're eating for the keto, but, you know, we, we still need to, get in some more veggies there but yeah if you find it something you think you're going to like just stick with that for the first you know few days because first of all it's new to you so it's really good and then if it fills you up you're you're all set for you know this whole process so do you find that you are never i mean so you say you're not hungry but how satisfied are you after a meal oh i'm very satisfied like i splurged a little bit calorie wise this weekend and went to uh, Texas Roadhouse and got a steak, mm-hmm. uh, got a baked sweet potato, and I I also got an order of loaded mashed potatoes with it. Steak wasn't that bad as far as all things considered. Sweet potatoes, fine. It's a lot of carbs, but the the the, the loaded sweet the, pardon me the loaded mashed potatoes. I mean, God, that was like sour cream, cheese, mm-hmm. bacon, and the potatoes themselves. I mean, but man, I felt great after eating that meal. I felt super satisfied. Uh, I wasn't, I wasn't so full that I hated myself, but it was just, it was much better for me than eating a salad. I just had, I was contented in a way that I don't feel um, eating what I've been eating lately on the diet that I'm doing. Right. So you never feel like you are going without on keto. Right. And the reason why you would feel, uh, you know, satiated from that whereas you wouldn't from a salad and the reason i would from a salad and that would be too much is because now that i am switch i am a fat burner i don't my energy does not come from sugar at all so i've got lots of fat on me so if i don't get a huge amount of fat in my meal if i just eat a salad with maybe some olive oil on it like arugula of olive oil is something that's recommended that's it actually tastes really good my body's like well didn't get the fat guess what we're taking it now. I thought ketosis burned protein. Well, I think that's why I, I don't specifically know this, but I think that's why you do have because protein is well, it's not the highest one; it's the second highest one. But you know, the, hitting your protein is very important. So yes, there is the chance that if you don't do your protein, it's gonna you know you're gonna be eating muscle rather than fat, and I think that is correct. But you know, that's why protein is probably the most important thing they tell you to hit. Okay, but yeah, I mean, and I know you guys kind of cringe when I say I don't eat breakfast anymore. Um, Really, when I mean breakfast is just you're breaking the fast is all it is. Sure, we have it in oh, the morning. That's the name of it. I mean, but right? It's more. It's more important than that. Well, the most important meal of the day is the one you break the fast with. For some people, that's when the first thing they oh, get up. I can't well, eat in the morning. I can't. I would. I, I wouldn't be I, able to. Yeah, I. I don't. I mean, I, the whole most important meal of the day. I. I don't believe that. Sure. I mean, okay. But. Yeah. 
But I, I think that especially if you are conditioned to eating three meals a day, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm a firm believer of calories in, calories out. But also you have to take human nature into mind mm-hmm. and people like eating. So I found lately that uh, snacking along the way keeps me satisfied. If I go without eating for any period of time, I'm hungry. Sure. So, uh, yeah, breaking the fast is, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's important, but I need something to limp along all day, and I just can't go on an empty stomach until lunchtime. I just, I just can't. I can't even comprehend that. Right. And it's not that I sit there and I don't ever feel... Like about, you know, 10, 30, 11, 30 in the morning, like I will know I'm hungry. But before I did this, hungry meant my stomach hurts. You had better get some food in here now or you're going to be miserable. I get hangry. Exactly. It's hangry. Now hungry is, hey, can you give us food like an hour or two? Would that be cool? Like, can we schedule that? Is that is that fine? You're going to need food soon. Like, I'm not diabetic, but I can tell when my sugar drops. And again, I'm carrying around so much weight that. It takes a lot of energy to keep me going. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I need a constant stream of calories just to just to go. Well, or and, is it calories or is it sugar? Because the body burns the body burns sugar much more efficiently than it burns fat. And the reason at least the reason the evolutionary uh, the evolutionary reason for that from what I've read is, you know, when we were, you know, how many thousands of years ago? When we hunted, we'd kill a big animal. We'd take all the meat and the fat and everything. We'd keep that. But, you know, as we're traveling along the way, oh, look, there's some berries. Let's pop some berries. We can, we can you know, assimilate that energy super fast in our systems, keep going until we get to the meat or it's time to eat or anything like that. So our body's really, really good and efficient at burning sugar. And that's why, and you you know, like, I, I was right there with you with all the energy. I was having an energy drink every other day because I was so tired. And now that I'm fat burning... Because that's a much more steady burn, if you will. Like I, I, I have coffee in the morning. I don't know that I need to drink it, but I do like it. And I'm not tired at all during the day. And I don't get those sugar crashes because my body isn't, my body isn't looking for sugar. It's going off the fat, which is that's been the biggest change to me. I'm like, because I'm always tired, and I not anymore. I am awake, awake. I haven't gone to bed before twelve you know, AM in the last like two weeks, which isn't great. You should still get better sleep, but I'm just not as tired as I was really. I, I don't sleep. So John question for you. Yeah. Should What's I up? try, should I try this at some point? I think you will try it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I know you, too, I've known you too long. I've known you too. I know you too well. So uh, <laughs> yeah, pr- I probably will get ready. Yeah. And if you are going to, I mean, you know me, I'm, I'm your friend. I'm here for you. Any questions, but you know, I didn't just, I looked at this for probably two months before I even thought about it for sure. And that's why when you guys covered the the report about that, I was like, boy, I've read a lot that says that that just doesn't sound right. I didn't, you know, I didn't like wake up one morning and go, huh, this keto thing, this sounds, eh, I should try that. I mean, so there's a, there's a confirmation bias in any time, anytime you read sure. articles mm-hmm. on people who have some sort of interest in perpetuating something, it's like anti-vaxxers. Yeah. You know, all the anti-vax literature tells you that vaccines cause autism. So if that's what you read, of course, you're going to think that. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, and it, but, it, you know, it's it's the different. There are a lot of random controlled testing that's that's showing that this is it, it is a viable thing. And that's not, you know, the current um, the current nutritional standards that we have 
in, in the United States, for anyone who's listening outside the States, you know, those are based on what basically a lot of the work that Ansel's Key, Ansel Keys did in the Mediterranean, you know, years back. And the test, there weren't, they weren't random controlled studies, which is what you want for this. So th- that could be valid. It absolutely could be, but it's, it's, they've gone so long on the whole, like, well, we have the study that, that proves it, but they're not doing the random controlled studies, which most of the fat, you know, the studies about fat burning seem to be doing. So they're doing it right. But, you know, they, it could be proven wrong. It absolutely could be, but it's definitely working for me. But you've got to plan ahead. If you're going to do this, you got to plan ahead. It's, it's, it's the way you're, it's going to save you you know, all the trouble and everything. And there's a thing called the keto flu, which you will want to look up because you want to be prepared for that. Let me tell you. Oh, okay. I'll totally Ooh, do that. What so a the, tease. Yeah. The, the thing about the keto diet that has me interested, that the reason I would put trust into it is twofold. One, Jason Kirk believes in it. Two, Stone Cold Steve Austin believes in it. So. Oh, he does? I, I didn't know he was on keto right now. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Wow. How does he work beer into that? <laughs> I, I think he cuts back. You can. Hey, um, I, wow. I've been low enough on my calories. I could have had a beer every night if I wanted to. I don't, but I could have. <laughs> uh, guys, in other news, this is a con- controversy <laughs> that I want your opinions a on. controversy. <laughs> so Merriam-Webster, their website, its website, has published an article entitled to chew on 10 kinds of sandwiches and one of those 10 which has caused an uproar one of the 10 sandwiches in their article entitled to chew on is a hot dog so no according to the article quote hot dog refers either to the sausage that you buy squeezed in a plastic package of seven or so of its kind or to the same sausage heated and served in a long split roll. It continues. When it is served in a roll, it is also a sandwich. They go on. We know the idea that a hot dog is a sandwich is heresy to some of you. But given that the definition of a sandwich is, quote, two or more slices of bread or a split roll, having a filling in between... There is no sensible way around it. That is according to Merriam-Webster. The logic is inescapable. The logic is inescapable. The words, they have meaning. The words are black and white on pieces of paper or screen. So I ask you guys, given that Merriam-Webster has laid down the law, despite what the books say, despite what's on the books, is a hot dog, yes or no, a sandwich? Jason. Absolutely not. Brian. My heart says no, but my brain says yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go with your heart, man. I um, okay. So, some I, I'm not sure if I buy into this logic, but people apply this logic to lots of things. Um, the argument, the argument being, if you ask somebody to make a sandwich, they'll never come back with a hot dog. Like a hundred times out of a hundred, if you ask somebody to make a sandwich, they're not going to come back with a hot dog because a hot dog is a hot dog. That doesn't. Um, address the definitions they also won't come back with a hamburger but a hamburger is a sandwich uh yes Hmm. by definition it is yeah so it uh, so so brian you accept you more freely accept that a hamburger is a sandwich yeah i am willing like in the in the presence of facts i am willing to change my opinion okay but even like before this if i had asked you brian do you consider a hamburger a sandwich 
Yeah, I mean, I would consider a hamburger a sandwich naturally. I wouldn't consider a hot dog a sandwich naturally. Yeah. Jason, is a hamburger a sandwich? Well, I can I can definitely accept a hamburger as a sandwich more than a hot dog. And hey, a steak sandwich is usually pretty much the same thing as is replace hot dog with a steak, and it's basically the same thing. So maybe I do have to come around too. That is true. I'd never thought about it. Yes, you're right. You're right. Usually a, a shaved steak sandwich or a steak sandwich is in a roll. But a corn dog is not a sandwich. I would never say that. No. No. No, a corn dog is a corn dog. <laughs> yeah. It's a hot dog on a stick. Um, so anyway, this has caused a lot of uproar, but according to definitions, uh, people can, uh, our, our dear, beautiful listeners can quiz and tease their family and friends that uh, yes indeed a hot dog by definition is a sandwich according to the uh, word wizards at merriam webster again according to them or i guess according to the dictionary so the according to the youtube channel vsauce uh Uh which i'm a fan of okay i used to be a fan of i'm not too crazy about the direction they've gone but uh cereal is a soup Uh. all right shut it down this is terrible (laughs) Burn it all down. <laughs> <laughs> it's a soup. Yep. What's a stew? What's the difference between a soup and a stew? Thickness, I would say. Yeah, I think. But I think that stew mm. would also be a soup. And cereal might be a stew? Is cere- does cereal start as a stew, and as the ratio of cereal to milk becomes oh. you know, more 50-50, does it turn into I a soup? I think a stew has to be stewed in the way it's prepared, uh, but I do think potentially oatmeal is stewed. Oh. Oh, interesting. I haven't had oatmeal in possibly years. Good man. What? You're not an oatmeal fan? Uh, depends. I mean, it I, it has to be the right oatmeal. Jason, you can't have oatmeal, right? Uh, No, that's a grain. No. Yes, no. Oh, it's the work of the devil. Brian, uh, anything else this week? Forget the skinny. That's it, John. I got nothing else. Okay, before we go, first, thank you, Jason, for coming on and, and teaching us the uh, the ways of the keto diet well yeah thanks for thank you for having me on and not considering me a crazy person i've actually had someone tell me this is my conspiracy theory theory diet because the government says we shouldn't eat fat i've had someone tell me that i'm like okay sorry government (laughs) says we shouldn't eat fat so that's all you're eating effectively (laughs) right so it's my conspiracy theory diet because obviously they're lying to us (laughs) you're such an anarchist um before we go here it comes for the 5% of you who have stuck through the entire show. You can support us by going to tfradio.net slash Amazon, doing your Amazon shopping, or clicking the Amazon links at tfradio.net. That's tfradio.net. While you're there, you'll notice lots of other podcasts. They're good. We promise. Give them a try. And again, if you shop on Amazon by clicking our Amazon link or tfradio.net slash Amazon, you support the show without spending any more money doing anything extra. Amazon just gives a cut of their razor-thin margins to Brian Kilby to keep the podcasts going every week. Hey, and speaking of podcasts, Jason, you produce podcasts, don't you? I do. Can you tell us about them real quick? Sure. Mm. Well, first of all, for this very network here, I produce uh, There Goes My Money. So every Oh, yeah, that's right. You do. Yeah. Um, Diecast gets on, and we get a couple people in from the RFC family, and we talk about all the latest pre-orders. Uh, so that's always a lot of fun. And I, occasionally I get to produce RFC when Brian hands the reins over to me. So that's always fun. Uh, and also I produce a couple shows. Uh, Povacacy is one me and my co-host David do. And that comes out every Monday. You can find that at povacacy.com. Just think of, think of it as advocacy, but with pod in front instead of A. 
<laughs> easiest way to do it. And thank you so much because debuting this Monday, so uh, the nineteenth, yes, Monday the nineteenth, we are start. My co-host Dave and I, we are embarking on our first ever minute by minute podcast, and this is for the movie Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Awesome! So, wow, hundred episodes coming your way starting on Monday, and that you can find at WonkaPodcast.com. Awesome. Hey, I saw that the director of, um, oh gosh, I forget what movie. Anyway, they're re- they're, yes, Paddington. Yes, they're uh, doing another Willy Wonka movie, or he is. Oh, no. Oh, yes. I hate that idea, but I also understand that he's a very great, he's a good director. So they picked the right uh-huh. director, but I do not want them. I don't like them doing this at all. And actually, I'm sorry, the website for our show is everlastingminute.com. See, I'm already terrible at it. <laughs> love it. I love it. Well, by correcting yourself, now you've, you've really like burned it into people's uh, Thank memory. you. Yes. 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 You revisited it. Um, as the father of a four-year-old, quick tangent, and then we'll sign off. As the father of a four-year-old girl, I see all the movies for families, whether I want to or not. Paddington 2 gets a 6.5 out of 10. Hmm. Peter Rabbit gets... An eight out of ten. I want to see that. It's a lot better. It's also it doesn't really teach your kids that being um, a wisecracking jerk has any repercussions. So my, but it's a good movie. So my feelings are mixed on Peter Rabbit. He doesn't really get a spoilers. Peter Rabbit doesn't get his comeuppance for being a um, fast talking jerk, but uh, it is entertaining. Uh, so if you don't have, especially if you don't have like a four year old in tow, and you're and you're not trying to like raise a a decent human, you're probably going to thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, otherwise, you'll ha- your 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 morality will be challenged by James Corbin and his rabbit persona. Um, on that note, Jason, yes, you are also before we go uh, a father of uh, of a young squid. Yes, right. Have you gone to any of these movies? Um, actually, he just sat through like perfectly still through his fat first movie the other night. Now, unfortunately, Beautiful. that movie was Boss Baby, but. Oh boy! Can't be too picky. So our plan, as cookies of right are now, for closers. <laughs> that's right. Our plan right now is the end of this year. We're going to try to take him to the theater to go see the animated Spider-Man movie. So that's the plan. All right. right. Now. We'll see. I love it. We'll see if that pans I, out. I love it. I love it. Good luck, sir. Thank you. And for the rest of you beautiful people out there listening, thanks again for listening to Get the Skinny again. Support us, please. tfradionet slash Amazon. For Brian, for Jason, this is John. We'll see you next time. This has been Get the Skinny. 